James chapter 1 and verse number 17, the Bible says, Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Verse 18, Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And here's my text. We're going to read two more verses. Verse 19, it says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. One more verse. In verse number 20, it says, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I want to preach for a little bit on responding with integrity. Responding uh, with integrity. You say, what is integrity? It's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. You know what it is? It's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. I'm preaching on responding uh, with integrity. And I want to say this. It's a personal choice to respond uh, with integrity. You see, a lot of people say, well, the old devil made me do it. I said, it's a personal choice to respond uh, with integrity. You see, everything that we do in life from uh, seven years old up to 80, everything uh, has a response to it. You see, I'm going to respond at work in the morning, not because I'm jumping up and down to go to work, because of what's coming on Friday. I'm responding because what I'm going to get on Friday. Everything uh, has a response to it. I want to say this. If Jenna gets off work and uh, she meets me at the door and, and she's saying, Hey, honey, how's your day been? You look mighty fine. Have you been working out today? You see, she's responding when I come home. Now, I know this. If she responds like that, either she's tore something up <laughs> or she's wanting to buy something with a large value. You see what it is? Every th- and that works both ways. If I come home and do the same thing, she's thinking, okay, what, what do you want? What do you need? Everything in life, you know what it does? It has a response to it. And you know what it was? It has a response to it. You know, the people you work with, I was working in northern Kentucky, and uh, we have a lot of work orders. And if somebody, another co-worker, if they say, uh, uh, Brother David, I'd like to help you with some of your orders. They're responding like that because they've got something. They want you to work all their overtime. But you know, everything in life, it's got a response to it. Now it says, I'm preaching on responding uh, with integrity. You know what it is? It's needed. It's needed in our country. If there's ever a time that we need to respond with some integrity, our country needs this. Not only our country, but our church needs us as individuals to respond uh, with integrity. Not our church, but our community. This community, they're uh, waiting for a right response from us. God help us to respond uh, with some integrity. Uh, Number one, it's needed. Number two, sadly, it's neglected. Responding with integrity is often too much neglected. It's neglected. You know what happens? Everybody pays for it. When the daddy at home, when he responds in a a way that's not pleasing to the Lord, everybody uh, pays for it. You've heard the saying, uh, if if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But you know what it is? It's responding with some integrity. It's neglected. You know what happens? It destroys everything. 
It'll destroy your marriage, your home. It'll destroy your job uh, responding uh, with integrity. Number three, by way of opening, it's noticed. Everybody, uh, you say, how do I respond? Ask your coworkers. I mean, you can be at work and within 10 minutes, you say, what's wrong with so-and-so? He looks like uh, he's got problems. Yeah. You know what it is? It's noticed. When I show up tomorrow morning at work, they're going to say, what's wrong? And if I've got something, they're going to notice what's wrong. It's noticed. I'll say, uh, we had a, a family growing up. I won't mention names because they was around here. But we we had a family growing up and uh, they was they was a rough character. It had a bunch of kids and... Uh, when we would act up, Daddy would say, you act like uh, that family. And I'm not going to call their name, but uh, you know what it was? Everybody noticed how they acted and how uh, they responded. I want to deal with three things tonight in our text. These three responses, and I'm going to give you a way out. Uh, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I remember uh, my sister, uh, she's a little bit older than me, but we was younger, and uh, I'm going to say 10 or 11. We tied her up. You know what it did? We left her there. But I'm not going to leave you hanging out. I'm going to give you a way out. And you know who needs this more than anybody? I need it. I need it. I want you to look at uh, number one, uh, all through chapter one. He says, my brethren. Uh, look at uh, chapter one, look at verse number two. He says, my brethren. Look at verse number 16. He says, do not err, my beloved brethren. Look at verse number 19. He says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get them to their attention to see that what's coming up is so important. And you know what's important is for me as a Christian is to respond with some integrity. Number one, I want to say, look here at verse number 19. He says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. He said, let every man be swift to hear. And I want to say in the days that we live in, we're so fast-paced. We're so fast-paced and uh, we got to go here and we got to go there and everybody uh, does it. And uh, I'll not mention your name, but uh, a, a fellow one time, he told this other man, he said, if you'll wait till Saturday, I'll help you cut those trees. And you know what the other man, uh, Brother Mark, probably knows what I'm talking about, but uh, he tried to get, he said, if you'll wait till Saturday, I'll help you cut that tree down. You know what the fellow didn't do? He didn't listen. He wasn't swift to hear. So he got to cutting, and you know where that tree went? It went the wrong way. You know what he wasn't doing? He wasn't uh, too uh, swift to hear. And I remember when we went to New York City, it's been about six years ago, but has anybody ever been to New York City? All right, all right, we've got some here. And uh, when we went to New York City, I was amazed. Everywhere they went, if they was going on a train, they was, they was reading their book. They was doing this. Why? It's so fast-paced. you got to do that to keep up uh, with the pace. But you know what it is? We're so fast-paced. And you know what we won't be? We will not be swift to hear when we're going at a fast pace. And you know what? Because of that, we're going to miss God's opportunities to enrich us with the blessings of life. Yeah. And people think we go, go, go and get blessings, but a lot of times, if we'll just be still, God's wanting to show us something. You know what it is? <clears throat> we have many things today that are cheap, trifling, in our current conversations. You know what it is? We're swift to hear those things. Why? Because we're so bombarded with it. At your work, at your job, and your family, all these things that you hear on TV and radio, you know what it is? We'll be wisely to act to those things. You say, what am I talking about? 
When that commercial comes on QVC and uh, they've got that great deal, you'll say, honey, write that number down. You know what it is? We'll be swift to hear or something like that. But I want to say this. When it comes to the God of glory, how much more swift should we be able to hear what He's got to say? And over and over and over, you look at Jesus, He used this term a while on earth. Look at uh, Luke chapter 8, verse number 8. Now it says, while He was talking about the sower, the last part of that verse, it said, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse number 15, uh, while John was in prison, and Jesus said, What come ye out to see? A reed shaking in the wind. And the last part of that verse, He said, He that hath ears to hear, uh, let him hear. We need to be swift to hear. In Matthew chapter 13, verse number 9, Jesus went out on a ship to teach. And you know what He said? Uh, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. You know what we need to be doing? We need to be swift to hear. You know what that's going to do? It's going to let you be able to respond with some integrity. Over and over, Matthew 13, verse 43, Jesus said, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. One more verse, we'll slow down. Over there in Revelation chapter 2, verse number 7, the Bible says, The Spirit of God says, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And you know what God said? God said, This is my beloved Son. Uh, Hear ye Him. You know what you do? You train yourself to hear uh, what you want to hear. And I was reading about a naturalist, and he was walking through a park with a friend. And uh, he asked him, he asked his friend, he said, "Uh, Did you hear that cricket? And that man said, No, all I heard was was trains and cars and all these noises going on. And and that man told him, he said, You train yourself to hear what you want to hear. And about that time, he picked up some coins and and he threw the coins up and they hit the ground. You know what people begin to do? They begin to, they thought they dropped something. You train yourself to hear uh, what you want to hear. Now it says over there in 1 Samuel chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 10, uh, Samuel, the Lord was calling Samuel. And he kept on uh, hearing the Lord's voice. And, and Samuel went to Eli. And about that third time, uh, Eli says, uh, when you hear that voice again, say, uh, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. You know what he was doing? He was able to hear what the Lord of glory was trying to talk to him. And I want to say this, we need to be swift to hear. We need to be swift to hear what the Lord is trying to say to us. Now I want to say this, a servant, he's quick to hear his master's voice. And I was thinking about growing up working with dad, uh, cutting lumber. Uh, dad say, cut it 34 and a half. And uh, I'd go around the corner and I'd, I'd go to cut and I'd, I forgot what he said. And uh, I'd go back and I said, what would you say again? You know what he, he said? Son, can't you hear? <laughs> He said, son, can't you hear what I'm telling you? You know what I wasn't doing? I wasn't uh, being swift to hear what he was saying. But a servant, he'll be quick to hear what his master says. Now it says, a mother, she's quick to hear her baby's voice. I can ask any mother in here, they said, uh, what's that voice? And she'll say, that's my baby. And my mom, she's uh, 67, she still knows my voice. And me with two small children, they can be in the other room and, and I can hear one, not really now, but when they was little, I can hear one cry and uh, I, I just, something happened you, wake up. A mother is quick to hear her baby's voice. The Bible says a believer, we should be quick to hear 
what the Lord God has to say to us. Number one, let us be swift to hear. Number two, look at James chapter 1. You say, who is this for? This is for me. This is for you. Uh, James chapter 1, look at verse number 19. He says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak. We need to be slow to speak. Now it says, Job's friends, you know what they was doing? They was quick to throw out the words. Uh, Job was going through a time in his life that I don't think nobody had ever gone through, nothing like that. And you know what those friends was? They was quick to respond. God help me to respond to my friends when they're in a time like this. And uh, Job said in Job 13, verse number 5, Oh, that you would all together hold your peace, and it should be your wisdom. You know what happens if you hold your peace, uh, you'll show how much wisdom that you really have. Right. I've heard this. I think I heard it at work, but somebody said... Uh, You'd be better off being dumb and not saying nothing than to open your mouth and to prove it. <laughs> but you know what's happened? Uh, you may have heard this. You stick your foot in your mouth. You know what happens? We're quick to spread the words. Uh, Jesus was before Pilate. You know what he did all through that? Jesus, he spake not a word. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse number 23 says, Who... When he was reviled, he reviled not again. You know what would be good for us? It'd be good for us before we speak is to stop and think about it. Stop and think about what you're saying. Why? Because that person that's lost and dying going to hell, when you throw out those words, you know what you're doing? You're responding in the flesh. And God help us not to drive the lost away, but to bring them in uh, to the house of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In Proverbs 10 verse 19, it says, He that refraineth his lips is wise. Uh, when, you, when your flesh wants to blurt that out, if you'll refrain your lips from that, you'll be wise. If the Bible calls you wise, it don't matter what your friends say. It don't matter what your co-workers say. If you'll refrain your lips, you'll be a wise, a man or woman, a boy or girl child. A Bible says in Proverbs 17, verse 27, He that hath knowledge, he spares his word. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 12. I want to read this. I want you to read it and see it. Why? Because I want it to soak into us. Matthew chapter number 12. Look at verse number 36. He says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Every idle word. Look at verse number 37. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. You know what we need to be? We need to be slow to speak. We need to be uh, slow to speak. You know what gets people most time in trouble? Is when they speak too quick. Now it says not only go with, with, your, with your speech, but it also communicates to your text message. Because you know what you're doing in a text message? You'll blurt it out there before you even think about it. 
Now it's done out there. The whole, I mean, YouTube knows it. Uh, Twitter knows it. Facebook knows it. Your family knows it. Why? It's out there. We need to be uh, swift to hear and slow to speak. Slow to speak. Number three, look at James chapter 1, verse number 19. James chapter 1, verse number 19. So we've seen it. We need to be swift to hear, uh, slow to speak. Look at James chapter 1, verse number 19. He says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Uh, number three, we need to be slow to wrath. You know what, you know what got Peter in trouble in the garden? Uh, Peter was slow to hear, he was quick to speak, and he was quick to throw the wrath. I want to say this the wrath of man does nothing for the glory of the Lord. You say, how do you prove that? Cain. You know what happened with Cain? Uh, he was quick to throw the wrath down on his brother Abel. You know what he did? He killed him. Moses. You know what Moses did? Moses killed an Egyptian. He was quick to throw the wrath out. That elder brother, you know what he did? He was quick to throw wrath on his brother. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29, He that is slow to wrath is of a great understanding. He's of a great, but he that is hasty of spirit, he exalts his folly. You say, what is folly? It's a weakness of intellect. And you know what? It's sad, but it's funny. You watch somebody that's hasty in their spirit, they'll do things, and you're thinking, you're sitting back and looking, you're saying, what is he doing? He's exalting his folly. He's exalting how weak his intellect is. And uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, the kids know probably who I'm talking about, but he was always quick to throw wrath out. And it'd be funny, he'd be working with his kids and uh, they'd be building a building together and uh, he'd just fly off the handle and just he'd throw something and his kids would turn around and they... <laughs> but you know what he's doing? He was exalting his folly. And I'm sure the kids could talk to him about midnight, how that sometimes I've been quick to throw the wrath out. But you know what it does? It does nothing for the glory of the Lord. Bible says in Proverbs 19, verse 19, a man of great wrath shall suffer punishment. Yeah, right. And if you're married, uh, you are to remember this verse. Uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse number 1, a soft answer turns away a wrath. Amen. A soft answer, it turns away wrath. You see what happens in a, I don't care if it's your co-worker or, or, or relationship, when you get things get heated, and I'm talking about argumental-wise, uh, there's a lot of tension there. If you throw the wrath down, you know what you do? You bring that situation way up here. But if you'll throw a soft answer, you know what it's going to do? It's going to de-escalate that situation. And I, I've been in a workplace at training, and you know what they tell you to do with customers that are, that are violent, hot-tempered? You de-escalate the situation. How are you going to do that? With a soft answer. And I remember my dad here a while back, and I'd messed up big time, and uh, it was one of those times where I called him, I said, Dad, get over here right now. And you know, he's like, what are you doing? I said, I, I messed up big time. I, I called Glenn, Brother Glenn, and uh, I said, get out <laughs> I said, get out here right now. And you know what I was expecting? I was expecting my dad to just say, Son, what would you do that for? But you know what he did? He threw out a soft answer. 
He said, son, don't worry about it. It'll be all right. Yeah. Here I was aggravated. I was, I was, you know, I'd been aggravated and uh, I was ready to give in to town. He said, son, don't worry about it. You know what he did? He threw out a soft answer. Yeah. You know what he did? He de-escalated the situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we need to do as Christians? We need to be slow to throw the wrath out. The Bible says in Matthew 5, verse 16, He says, Let your light uh, shine before men. Amen. You know what we want to do? We want to put that light out and we'll go punch somebody in the face and then light that light back up. Yeah. My friends, Christianity does not work like that. Right. We need to be slow to throw the wrath out. You know what prisons are? Prisons are full of people. They got caught up in the moment. You know what happens? The wrath of man uh, works not the righteousness of God. And, and I was reading about Edible State Penitentiary. And uh, I was if you go in there, you can read about uh, why they're in there, what they did. And if you read those stories, I read a story that uh, a guy got into an argument over a, 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 a small screen TV. And he killed a man. You know what happened? The wrath of man got the best of him. Now it says prisons are full of people that wrath has got the best of them. But us as Christians, uh, we are to be slow to wrath. Now it says, we are to have a godly anger towards sin. You say, what am I saying? Ephesians 4 verse 26 says, Be angry and sin not. Bible says in Psalms 97 verse 10, it says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Now it says, that don't mean don't say nothing at all, but when you say something, you ought to uh, think about uh, what you're saying. You know what happens uh, a lot of times, uh, and you ask my coworkers, they say he's off with this, but Monday mornings, you know what's happened? Uh, Brother James has preached the hide off of us, and I feel like I've got my life in straight line. I try to come into work Monday mornings and just kind of sit there. Why? Because I don't want my flesh to get the best of me. But about lunchtime, I'm already confessing and, and getting right with the Lord. I'm saying we need to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. And I was thinking about this up in Owenton. Uh, my wife, she worked midnights at the hospital. And she worked Saturday night at midnight. And she'd get home about 7.30. She'd lay down for 30 minutes. And she'd get up and she'd, she'd teach Sunday school. And she'd go to church. She'd come home Sunday afternoon and she'd get about three hours of sleep. And she'd go do it again. And uh, I remember when she slept, I tried to make the kids hush. And she's smiling up here now. I was like, kids, be quiet. But I remember a neighbor. He was young. And uh, I don't hold it against him. But he had one of them motorcycles. As a, I guess as a big Harley or a, <clears throat> sounded like a Harley. But he would. we lived on a dead end street. And uh, she's trying to sleep. And he's... Vroom! He'd go down. He'd, <laughs> he'd turn around. He'd... Roam back, and I'm thinking, oh, would you please shut the motorcycle? She's trying to sleep, uh, but I'd wake her up, and she'd say, "I say, did you hear that?" She said, "I never heard a word," and uh, that's a blessing. But you know what it was? Uh, uh, people you come in contact with, they'll try your flesh. They'll push your buttons. They want you to respond in a way like, "Ha, huh, I got you. I got you at your work." How are we going to conquer this? How are we going to get over this? Look at James chapter one. How, you know what your flesh does? In the Bible, in, in uh, verse number four, we talked about uh, that trial, that patience. You know what, the, during that trial, your flesh is going to be weak. And when your flesh is weak, you're liable to do anything. How are we going to respond to this? Look at uh, James 1, verse number 15. 
The Bible says, Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, it bringeth forth death. How are we going to conquer this? Number one, we need to look ahead and see what sin does. Look ahead in life and see what that statement that you're going to make, look what sin is going to do in a person's life. That one that's lost and dying and going to hell, when you respond without integrity, you're jeopardizing uh, his soul. Uh, number one, we need to look ahead and see what sin does. Number two, look at verse number 17. The Bible says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Uh, we need to look ahead and see what sin does, but we need to look around and see how God's been to us. Amen. If the Lord saved you, you shouldn't have to look very far and see how blessed that you got it. Right. How are we going to respond with some integrity? Look and see what sin does, but look around and see how good the Lord has been to you. Look at James chapter 1, verse number 18, coming to a close. <clears throat> Bible says, Of his own will beget he us with the word of truth. We look within and see that you've been born of God. How can we respond with integrity? Look at those uh, three things. You know what I always try to do, and I, I failed as a teenager, but my dad, uh, when I did something, his name was right behind it. And there was a lot of stuff that I didn't do. Why? Because I was afraid I was going to damage my father's name. I was saying, if the Lord has saved us and He's gave us a good family, a good church to go to, we are to be able to respond uh, with uh, some integrity. And I was saying, I don't want to respond like the world responds. And you know how they respond? Uh, just try them and, and they'll show you how they respond. I want to, when, I, when I die, I want to say, and there's some point in time that he's responding with some integrity. Amen. Colossians chapter 4, verse number 6 says, Let your speech always be with grace. Amen. See, how much grace? All of it. Uh, how much grace? All of it. Notice it's coming to close. Your spirit matters. Uh, your spirit matters at Walmart when you're checking out. Why? Because they've got a soul. You know, you're, you're in line and, and they're scratching off 40,000 lottery tickets. And you're in the flesh. You're you're wanting to say, "Come on, let's go." Yeah. Your spirit matters. Yeah. Uh, your spirit matters. Your spirit matters at work. 